1: What's the one thing all
2: great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, everyone. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me!
3: come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody.
2: Team USA is going down. That's where they're going. I'm like, that's, Tommy's not here, actually. <laughs> that's Kevin. What's up, guys? Welcome to Definitive or welcome to the Quack Deck Podcast, the Definitive Mighty Deck podcast. You're struggling today, man. Tommy has me rattled. Uh I will say, like, Kevin, you used to be the weak link here, but I feel Whoa,
1: like- I was <laughs> never the weak link. That was the wild card, not the weak it's link. The
2: wild card, that's true. But I feel like uh ever since we moved the podcast to your condo, you've been attending more often than uh Tommy has. So yeah, that's true. Yeah, I feel like Tommy's uh going down. It also this.
1: coincided with like a job change for Tommy, so
2: Yeah, that's true. Tommy Tommy <laughs> moved, is, he moved up in the world. Tommy has moved up in the world. He's important. Um he is my boss in the real world, which is an interesting dynamic to have. Uh but yeah, he's he's important, so he's off doing important things here. Now while you're just I,
1: sucking up to him.
2: Yeah, well, He's not gonna listen anyway, so this is just <laughs> you're just supposed to say nice things about people behind their back. And yeah, say it it's what so. you do when
1: nobody's watching that shows true character. Exactly, Kevin Cullen,
2: <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, <laughs> Michael Scott. Anyway, uh, without Tommy here, we have no one to introduce the topic, so I'll just introduce it myself because I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is this might be an abbreviated abbreviated pod because. Kevin has also become very important, uh, and has work to do. So I'm not sure how long we're going to go here, but uh, we do tr- have trivia coming up. We do have trivia. Yeah, we had a good, we have a good round of trivia coming up. Good matchup coming up. I did just realize that I indirectly just insulted myself by saying like you two are have important stuff, and I'm here. Yeah, you've actually moved like backwards. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm going in the wrong direction. But <laughs> anyway, so we got an email. Uh, not too long ago that I thought would be pretty good for a uh, whole topic here so this comes from Brendan and he says I know you guys have said on the pod that Russ's star turn in D2 was perhaps the greatest story in sports but the fact that an Icelandic dude made it to the NHL is pretty fucking improbable as well how the hell did that happen Iceland was never good enough to field the team at the World Juniors, one of the main venues for assessing up-and-comers. Obviously, there's no online footage to draw scouts there. I have a couple theories. A stubborn GM or stubborn scout or GM was sick of the prevailing Don Cherry trademark Europeans or soft notion at the time. They happened upon Wolf while on vacation or because of a delayed connecting flight. And they said, I'll see it to that this fucking kid ends, up, ends that stupid misconception once and for all. A lot of inappropriate language from Brendan. I'm here. digging
1: it. Like this is this is a this is a very strong email. Okay.
2: Uh, two, a GM from that Don Cherry school of thought told me his head of Europe told his head of European scouting find some fucking players and no more pansy ass Swedes or Finns. The scout has to look somewhere new in order to keep his job, and he thinks, why not Iceland? What do I have to lose? What do you think? Anze Kopitar is like Wolf in the sense that he's a lone NHLer from a small country. In his case, he had to leave home early at 16, I think, to further his career. Did Wolf have to do the same? As for the end of the career, if you in, if you won't dodge me, I don't think Wolf's actions were as bad as reported. I just think that he was a borderline NHLer, and there were very few, if any, team executives or teammates in his corner. If he were a better player and more popular in the locker room, he would have stuck in the league. I think, however, that he was weird. Ty Cobb loved that he was at that weird Ty Cobb level of competitiveness that runs beyond even what most NHLers are comfortable with. The only ones who roomed with him on the road were rookies, and they were forced to do so anyway. Anyway, that's just my theory. What do you think? Wow, a lot to unpack there. Yeah, a lot to unpack here. Just for uh, the non-super hockey fans, a little explanation. Anze Kopitar is a player for the Los Angeles Kings. He's from Slovenia, a very small country he's but the only slovenian only NHL? slovenian nhl or his dad was like the coach of the slovenian team at the olympics and stuff like that like he is the how big is slovenia uh it is population wise it is small i'm not entirely sure i can look that up in a second the second thing don cherry uh he's a former nhl coach now he's on uh, cbc he wears very bright suits yes he wears, wears very weird suits and uh so at intermissions, they go to him and basically he just makes uh thinly veiled derogatory comments towards European players. So that's where that was coming from. Hmm. So the other thing is we talked about Hans in episode one seventeen, uh, and or sorry, we talked about Wolf in episode one seventeen. And we talked a little bit about the end of his career, and we talked about Tibbles marketing sort of that that uh blow up at the end of his career as a way to kind of gauge more interest in the junior goodwill game. So I would agree with you there. I think we've established that we agree with you there, Brendan, that it wasn't as bad as it seemed and Tibbles just sort of blew it up a little bit. And I think like you said, not having teammates and coaches in his corner probably added to that mystique. Now, To get to the topic, it has Kevin, Slovenia.
1: Just, just, yeah, some quick context here. Slovenia is the 146th uh, population size country uh, slash dependency, I guess they're called, uh, Mm -hmm. in the world. Uh, It is between Macedonia and Latvia uh, at at about uh, 2 million. 2 million. 2 million people, give or take.
2: Okay, so that's the size of like... A big city in, in, in uh, the United States, you know? Yeah. So
1: That's like, what, like an eighth of the size of our metro area?
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, so there you go. Let's get to the topic at hand. How does Wolf the Dentist stances end up in the NHL? And th- this is a good question. And I guess my first... The first thing I would wonder is how does he get into, like, hockey? Because hockey... Despite being in Iceland, doesn't it's not a big sport there. They're all about, I believe, soccer, and that's pretty much it. So even at that time, yeah, I mean, I'm sure there are, there are ice rinks around and stuff like that. But yeah, I maybe he, may, I I feel like this is sort of like a family deal. Like his dad or his uncle was a hockey player, super into hockey, so he just started bringing them around whatever rink there is in Iceland.
1: Or, and uh, I don't know. <laughs> Let's say his dad was maybe in the military, oh, and okay. traveled so his son or was stationed elsewhere, maybe in a pretty hockey prominent city. Um, so that's kind of where he picked up the game. Um, and uh, I think that would kind of also explain a little bit of his mentality, too. His kind of his personality, how he's kind of you know, kind of take you down, you know, uh. Kind of the scrappy guy because he was always picked on. Maybe uh, he was always he wasn't always the most talented player, so he always had to play against these really great players, you know, comparatively. So he just kind of learned how to be really scrappy and a little dirty mm-hmm. um, to get by. Um, so maybe maybe something like that might explain it.
2: Yeah, I mean, that would go a long way. So I just Googled it real quick. So Iceland has not had a standing army since 1869, but they do have like a military expeditioning peacekeeping force, that kind of deal. So that's where... Well, the... What a lovely country. <laughs> exactly. exactly. We should go to
1: Iceland. We should do a show in Iceland.
2: <laughs> so, so it's definitely possible his dad, uh, you know, was in the peacekeeping force, the military of some sort there. And just happen to be like stationed in Russia or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean I would assume they would have a station in Russia. I mean they're relatively like close compared to other countries. So uh yeah, maybe that I think that's an likely thing. I think the question is when he comes when does he come back? Like is he gone like the whole time? Is he like Icelandic just in sort of birth only, where he like grew up elsewhere? Um I maybe he comes back like around
1: well, he 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 would probably have to leave fairly early, right? I mean, if if you're saying to even like play against the level of competition that he would need to to prove that he were halfway able to play yeah. at the professional level. Correct? Yeah, I mean if like he'd he was, have to leave when he was like sixty he'd have to like come to the States or Yeah. If he was like a big Canada time
2: player, he would definitely have to leave early. I think the question is did like was he like a prospect or did he just sort of like take a roundabout way to the NHL where he like played in like the Icelandic league, then went to some European league and then it was like found there. I think, and- I think maybe it's, uh, and I don't
1: know like at
2: what age,
1: like the leagues kind of start splitting off, uh-huh. but maybe he did come over here 16, 17, whatever age. And he was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to make it as a hockey player. Um, and he kind of, he caught on with a really low level junior team or whatever. And this is me speaking of total ignorance here. Um, so maybe you can clarify some of these Mm -hmm. thoughts, but, um, and maybe he just caught on with one and there was just something about him. He had like a Rudy type quality. I'm not trying to compare him to Rudy, (laughs) but, um, you know, maybe he did do just enough to kind of keep moving up the ladder, keep moving up the ladder. And, um, uh, I I, maybe we want to touch on it a little bit later, but um, in the email Brennan mentioned how he was like maybe a terrible teammate and stuff. I think he's one of those guys that if he's on your team, you fucking love him. Yeah, you hate him if you're any of the other teams, and if he leaves your team, you fucking hate him again. But if he's if he's your guy, if he has your back, like that's your guy. Like he's uh, maybe like. Maybe not. He's not like quite hate. Maybe he is Draymond Green in the NBA, or you know a guy like that. Um, just a dirty player. Yeah, that has your back if you if you're his teammate. If you happen to be his teammate, Uh, I think he's a great teammate in that respect.
2: Yeah, I think that's a great point where he's just like a an instigator there, and I like your your idea that he catches on low level junior moves up. I think his uh, assets there, especially in the low level juniors, there is a lot of fighting there. I think Wolf, at least how he's portrayed in the documentary, is down to fight. Like he's down to. He's down to fuck some shit up. Yeah, down to drop some gloves, clean or not. So, exactly. So I think that could help him sort of move along the ranks here as he he starts the low juniors. Becomes a fighter. Maybe a team picks him up just for that. Realizes he has some skill. Or he develops late. Moves on. Moves up. And eventually makes the NHL. So he takes, obviously, he's got to leave Iceland. But like, how much sort of pride is there for him? Because at this point, he's coaching the Icelandic team. He's he's building the Icelandic national team up. But he really hasn't lived there uh for most of his life, like, is there a pride there? Is there, is this just like a job for him? I think it's a great source of pride.
1: Um, I would think it almost would have to be like to be coaching like the Iceland national team. You know, if that makes sense. Um, I I, I definitely think he takes a lot of pride in kind of being that first player, uh, that first like NHL player from Iceland. Um, I think uh, he kind of goes back home to. Maybe prove to other kids that it's possible, Um, and and maybe I don't know. Maybe he has like a. It doesn't really seem this way the way he's portrayed in documentaries, but maybe he does kind of have like a soul searching type of moment where he decides to go back home and kind of rebuild.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. I would I would think yeah there would be a pride or some sort of like I'm gonna I had to leave and I want to build it up where other kids don't have to leave at that age so maybe that's where it comes from uh the other question there is because he hasn't been around how much pride is there in iceland if there is any at all when he does make it and he is the first icelandic player in the nhl i
1: don't know they seem like a pretty lovely people i feel like they would support one of their own um i i don't think they wouldn't support they wouldn't have a reason not to support him um except maybe that he's an asshole. Um, Just that he, like, left, though. Like, he wasn't really... Like, he's not really Icelandic. Well, I mean, he is Icelandic. I mean, I... That'd be like saying, like, any, like, professional Cuban baseball player isn't Cuban, Cuban because they came to America and were successful. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, like, that's true. They came at, like, 16 or something. Yeah,
1: so... Uh, I think... Or, like... Uh, a uh, Croatian basketball player that goes and plays professionally in Spain or yeah. whatever. You know? Okay. Um, so I definitely think there's pride. Um, and maybe he kind of has to like stoke that a little bit, but uh, I definitely think that they're happy to have like a, 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 a chosen son, you know, running the program. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And, we talk- and they are very
1: good. So obviously that they would get a lot of like fanfare, at least immediately. I don't know if I mean. I don't know how long it took him to build up this program. But. Yeah,
2: yeah. We uh we talked about it a little bit, but like uh in episode one seventeen we talked about Tibbles' impact there and how he might have had um might have had Stanson and Bombay in his pocket at the same time. So maybe Hendricks funneled some money in there to get the program started. Maybe that kind of stuff.
1: And knowing uh his his backstory uh you have to wonder if or you have to wonder how many of those players on the team are actual native sons of oh. of Iceland I mean he could very easily could have raided you know Finland or whatever and and I don't know how often this happens like in the in the junior level but how when players like switch nationalities yeah. or a whatever that's called um and so maybe that's the case too maybe he didn't build it organically um, so maybe he does catch some flack for that.
2: Uh, that's a good point. I think Olaf Sanderson definitely looks Swedish there. So maybe that's, uh, something we can dig into the records and look for. Yeah. I think it happens a lot in, uh, the Olympics. Like you always see like some college track runner is all of a sudden competing for some small country cause their dad's like grandpa lived yeah. there. So they had to like, then they all of a sudden got citizenship. So they could go to the Olympics. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, you see it a. Li- I mean, you see it a lot in soccer too. Yeah. Um,
1: guy I went to high school with was a part of the Mexico national team, and then he he switched allegiances or whatever to the U.S. So it kind of it happens. I and he was pretty young when that happened, um, but he was already at like the adult level. Yeah.
2: Whatever it's called. Yeah. I mean, not to go too Tommy on here, but the old U.S. nationals men's national team coach was a German guy. Yeah. And he basically like. Raided germany to find the good soccer players with american ties and get them to switch their legions. yeah so maybe that's what uh wolf does here that makes sense that like that would explain the the quick rise and fall of icelandic hockey
1: how many uh last names do we know of the iceland
2: team uh we know Gunnar Stahl, obviously olaf sanderson uh, we know number 74 was Uber Havik. He has a great junior goodwill game. We talked about this in like episode two, I believe when we talked about Iceland, but he like scores a ton of goals for them. Um, I'm trying, I don't know. There's probably a few other you can pick up watching, rewatching the documentaries, but, uh, those are the three off the top of my head. So
1: might need to do that and do some, uh, do some nationality research. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah. some, some name origin research.
2: Yeah, I feel like we've just uh, blown the lid on this in a relatively short period of time. So big day for groundbreaking sports stories. <laughs> exactly, exactly. We are recording this. So it's one day after the yeah. FBI went after college football or college oh. basketball recruiting. Uh, just Google it if you don't know what we're talking about. I don't have if time. You're listening
1: to this like 50 years from now.
2: Yeah, maybe this the is...
1: game, as as you know it, is completely different
2: that's true yeah so like if you're if you're from 50 years now send us an email I wonder if our email's still up uh but yeah I got some research to do Kevin's apparently got some actual work to do so let's just go to trivia joining us now for matchup number three of the quarterfinals number three of four I'm excited for this one we have in I don't know what corner I'll say the blue corner coming all the way from Adelaide, Australia Leia Leia at Bashchester87 on Twitter. Leia, how are you doing?
0: Good, thanks. How are you doing?
2: Doing well. Uh, you suffered through the first round of the hardest round of trivia we had. Uh, I don't think it's as bad as last round, so that should be good news for you.
0: Oh, yeah, good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, what? We last time you uh, had gone to a... a Convention of some sort and met Fulton. Just what are you doing now that that convention is over?
0: Um, just doing just the odd acting stuff and yeah, nothing much really.
2: Acting stuff? Second actor. Second actor we've had. We had two actors on and the other one was in Los Angeles, so not quite as exciting. Uh, have you done anything recently that obviously being in Australia we probably wouldn't see, but still, have you done anything recently?
0: Uh, just, um, a couple of, like I did a feature film that won an award in Adelaide, um, but, uh, probably nothing big that like the American audiences would see, unfortunately, but maybe one day in the future.
3: <laughs> and right. is
1: there, is there any chance it'll be like available for streaming or anything like that?
0: Yeah, it is available online and, um, you can get DVDs and Blu-rays of it as well.
1: Awesome. Cool. You'll have to get that link and then put it in the show notes.
2: Yeah. Just give us a quick synopsis of what, of what the movie's about.
0: Uh, it's about a, uh, a woman who suffers from memory loss, and um, she go, goes back home, and she's got a daughter, and she doesn't remember the daughter, and it's a bit of a suspense, and there's a twist in the end, and yeah, it's it's it's, it's an independent film, so it's nothing big, but um, you yeah, know, like I said, it won awards, so it was pretty alright.
2: Yeah, anything cool. that wins an award, I'm in for. Uh, what is it called? Charlotte. Charlotte. Okay we'll uh we'll be on the lookout here we've only ever given ourselves awards <laughs> yeah we so. haven't won any awards <laughs> uh in the red corner is nick from north carolina nick how are you doing What's first of on, all gentlemen oh i'm I'm great so you just had a baby when when did you have this baby well, well my wife, wife had it so. <laughs> i was gonna say yeah. you didn't have a baby yeah your wife <laughs>
3: I was in there, though, for the fourth time, and it still looked like a crime scene. Um, <laughs> we went in Thursday night, and it, our daughter ended up being born at 1.21 a.m., which is technically Friday. Okay.
2: So, yeah. So, your daughter's a week old. Uh, has she gotten a job yet, anything like that? <laughs> <laughs>
3: nah. She uh, just uh, s- sleeps and uh, breastfeeds all day, so. Wow laziness laziness
2: that, in the kids today <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah she doesn't even cry she doesn't even give us a fight so oh
2: that's that, cool yeah that's probably a good thing i feel like if i i would hope my child never it's like died. the opposite of charlie <laughs> yeah, exactly uh boy or girl here
3: this is our fourth daughter Four, four in a row wow yeah <laughs> what's her name uh sayla joy say
2: I like that. Unique. All right. Uh, enough chit-chat here. Let's get down to it. For the competitors and the fans just tuning in, 14 total questions. If we make it all the way through 14, who's ever leading wins. If you guys are tied, we have a tiebreaker. Uh, you have five seconds to answer. You buzz in with your name. Anything Kevin says is final. And... Um, Remember, Ducks by together. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know where I was going. Uh, <laughs> any other questions? Anything else? I'm um, good. All right. Let's get into it. Question number one comes from D2. What is the USA Today headline after the Ducks' win over Germany?
3: Nick. 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 Uh- is it not the Marx Brothers but the Bash Brothers?
2: That is incorrect.
3: Okay.
2: Well yeah, you gotta
1: guess? I
3: passed. Pass.
2: Oh okay. Nick Oh there's no this,
3: passing in me? Ducks trivia. <laughs> is this the one about the knuckle puck? I feel like an idiot.
2: No, this one was flying V Sores over Germany. The Marx Brothers one was over Russia, which was a that was a good headline too. Yeah, that was a very deep headline. <laughs> yeah, that was well done. Well done, man. <laughs> right. Uh, no points awarded here. So we'll go on to question two. It comes from D3. And this will be finishing a direct quote, just FYI. Uh, yeah. So when Portman learns or when Fulton learns Portman isn't coming, Fulton lists an example of what a new nickname might for him might be as the Nerd only- Liar. Oh. Nick.
0: Liar. Uh, I
3: think Nick Coddy. I'll say Nick. I heard Nick, too. Um, Bashy the Bash Brother?
2: Incorrect. Leia? Like, you...
0: um, Mr. Bash the Bash Brother?
2: Ooh! Incorrect. The correct answer is Mr. Bash the Bash Man. Very close. Oh my gosh. Very close, but Kevin says no. So... Because we... he's already a Bash Brother. Yeah. Right. He doesn't yeah. have his brother anymore. Yeah. once you Once you think about it, it starts to make sense. All right, so we go into uh, question three. We go back to D two. Another direct quote here. Uh, when Fulton and Portman are out after curfew, what's Fulton's pickup line to the two girls walking by?
0: Leia. Leia. Um, uh, love a uh, great night for. Oh crap! I should know this. I know I've seen this scene so many times. Um, <laughs> uh, hey ladies. Um.
3: Wonderful night, isn't it, or something like that? Uh, Nick. Nick, hey, lady, it's a nice night for a stroll, huh? Damn it! Uh, neither is neither I is would, correct. I would, technically.
1: Gosh. Nick's Love is it.
2: very close. Yeah, he has most of it. You're the final decision, though.
0: I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no.
2: I'm gonna say no. I know.
0: I know.
2: I don't think I don't think we can give another chance here. Uh... It, Kevin says no Wow I would have given it to you Nick It's Hey ladies Nice night for a stroll Wouldn't you say
3: Right Yeah I don't deserve it It's cool <laughs> I just, Wow I just, I just watched it today So how do I get that wrong I don't, I don't get
2: that Alright So we go to question four This is an interesting game I don't think we've had So many close calls here Question four D3 What does Charlie Tell Linda He is allergic to Nick Liar Nick Peanuts? Uh, need more specificity. Peanut butter? Leia. Leia.
0: Nuts or soda nuts?
1: I think that one's
2: close. Yeah, enough. that counts. Yeah. Nuts, any kind of nuts. That's correct. Leia's uh, up one nothing there. No, yeah, I did not ask for a direct quote on that one, yeah. so that's good. So we go uh, to question 5. Leia up one to nothing. It says D3... What does Luis Mendoza hear about Coach Orion do while Orion played for the Minnesota North Stars? Leia. 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 Um, He uh,
0: was in the Dallas Stars and he punched out a fan.
3: Mm. Incorrect. Nick? Nick. Oh, no,
0: no. I got Um. got it. I got it. The wrong one. Yeah, go on, Nick.
3: I have no idea, but punch out his own coach. I know that's what the dentist did, but... Yep, that's yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Oh, uh, Mighty Ducks recycles a lot of stuff, so... <laughs> <laughs> I i yeah. give it a shot. So,
2: and just to be clear, Dwayne hears that he punched out a fan. So, we were looking for Luis, yeah. who brings it up. So, uh, one-to-one here, as we go into question six, which is... Uh, this is one of those impossible ones, but I just like <laughs> to throw it on there for fun. Uh, D1... In the opening scene penalty (laughs) shot, who does the announcer say pulls down Bombay to set up the shot?
3: (laughs) Oh, (laughs) shit. A hawk. Oh, sorry. That was stupid, actually. (laughs) I have no clue.
2: The correct answer is Fox. Fox is the player from Duluth who pulls down Gordon Bombay. So now you can impress your friends with that information. All right, so we go to question seven. Still tied one to one in D one. What profession do we see creator Steve Brill playing? Nick. Nick.
3: He is a lawyer. That yep. is correct. Attorney, attorney, whatever you want to
1: Lawyer, attorney, they're the same thing, right? I still don't know the difference <laughs> between those two. Yeah, I don't.
3: I, I just was trying to be as specific as possible. <laughs>
2: okay. All right, so Nick's up 2-1. We go to question 8. Uh, D1, into what corner of the net does Charlie Conway's penalty Nick. shot go into? Nick. Nick,
3: Nick. upper right-hand corner.
2: Yep. That's correct. 3-1 to one here. Nick uh, can end it here with this question, comes to us from D2. Who scores the game-tying goal for the Ducks against Iceland in the championship game?
3: Nick. Like- Nick. Woo?
2: Incorrect. Fulton? Also incorrect. Craig answer is Russ Tyler. Russ-
3: oh my gosh, the knuckle puck.
2: The knuckle puck as the goalie <laughs> as ties goalie. the game.
3: Oh my gosh.
2: Alright, uh, question 10 here. Nick can still advance to the semifinals with the correct answer. Uh, Also in D2, how is Iceland spelled on Iceland's jerseys? Nick. Nick.
3: I-S-L-A-N-D. That is correct.
2: That was a confident answer right there. (laughs) That is correct. Nick moves on to... The semifinals. Uh, we still have one match left in the quarterfinals, so I'm not sure who you're going to play yet. But it should be, I mean, relatively soon here. Uh, congratulations, Nick. Lay a great effort! Uh,
3: yeah, she had me sweating. So <laughs> that was a good one. That was good. Very nervous.
2: Yeah, a lot of drama in there. A lot of close answers. Kevin, very controversial decisions. Uh, I feel like I
1: feel like as we move through, we got to be tougher on the on the answers
2: that's fair that's fair it's it's good for the quackalites uh to debate here but leah no no shame here congratulations yeah. thank uh, you very much we'll try to find your movie here nick as i said also congratulations for moving on for us the dot com at quack pod on twitter facebook.com slash quack pod go to itunes give us five stars go to the shop we had a uh, two new quackalites join the uh, join the ranks
1: this week uh from our friend malik
2: yes malik is purchasing stuff and be like malik because he's cool i hear somebody one of our quackalites has four daughters <laughs> that's
1: true
3: yeah. hey hey guys i'm working on it man you know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's okay Leia has a onesie for her daughter do- a shirt for her dog what are you what are you outfitting your dog in nowadays
0: it was um, a Kehita shirt. A shirt, and it fits. Yeah, and it fits her quite well, actually. <laughs>
1: it wears well.
2: Yeah. yeah, it looks great in it. Uh, I'll, I'll put it in the show notes because it's a good picture. Uh, other than that, I don't think I have anything else. So just remember, as I said much earlier, <laughs> ducks fly together. Quack quack,
3: quack quack. quack, quack.